Late at night, on the 27th of August 1992, two men were driving on the A70 main road from Edinburgh to Tarabrax when they encountered a strange disc hovering over the road. The two men, Gary Wood and Colin Wright, blacked out. When they came to and drove on, they discovered that they had lost a considerable amount of time. Despite suffering fatigue and nightmares after the event, they were disbelieved by their friends and eventually contacted paranormal investigator Malcolm Robinson. Join us on Aliens Explored as we delve into the mystery of the A70 alien abduction. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at aliens... UFOs, UAPs, the people who research them, the people who debunk them, and sometimes the people who have contact with them. I am one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. How are you doing, Stu? Good, thank you. Good. Good to see you again. Um, yeah. Now, there was, yes, it's always good to see you. You sound surprised. <laughs> yes, it's good to see you. I'm pleasantly surprised every time. <laughs> um, there was a question I, I was actually going to ask you off air, and I thought, no, no, do you know what? This would be a great question um, okay. for you to answer for the listeners as well. Obviously, we're into our fourth year now of mm-hmm. Aliens Explored, uh, and I know we've discussed a few times about your your changing perception um, of ufology and UFOs in general. We've, we've discussed that a, a few times and, and how that's evolving uh, in light of all this. Because this this was all new to you, wasn't it, three years ago? Three plus um, years ago? Pretty much, yeah. A lot of it was. Um, but what I was wondering was, are there more... Oh, uh, is it making you aware that there are far more mysteries in the world than you hitherto thought? It, it's certainly making me aware of that. Yeah, that there's more out there that I'm that I'm able to come up with an explanation for. Uh, I suppose the difference between me and a and a devoted ufologist or a religious person, for instance, is that I I don't pretend to have an answer. 
I don't know what it mm-hmm. is, so I just say I don't know. I mean, I could speculate, say, yeah, it, this fits into my theory about this, that, or the other, but uh, I'm sceptical of that kind of thing. So, yes, I am. I'm certainly, yeah, certainly a lot of stuff. Like our previous episode about the Roswell Rock, where I just don't know. I've got, I've got no explanation for it. Don't know how it was made, or why, or what it means, or whatever. Do you know what? So, that's, yeah, that's interesting the, to hear because, as much as we we often take um, sort of opposing views of of subjects, hmm. um, actually, I'm exactly this. I'm also incredibly aware as someone who claims to know the answer. I, I mean, I don't claim to have any answers myself. I'm just this is what I believe. This is what I speculate might be. Hmm. I don't say this is definitely what it is, and because I think the moment you be go down the line of having an absolute when you don't have absolute proof hmm. it's yeah you, you it becomes not, problematic for me not absolute proof i mean we're not <laughs> it's not a court case but um at least some compelling evidence and that's what I think. Why shouldn't lot, it be like uh, a court case? Why why shouldn't you want absolute proof to believe absolutely? I don't need absolute proof. There's all sorts of things I believe that I don't have absolute proof of. They're things I prefer to believe. Um but and, and I can justify, I can say why I believe something is so. Yeah. But um no, I don't need an, an absolute watertight case. There there will always be an element of what I prefer to believe. This might be going a little bit down the rabbit hole here, and, and I promise mm. you, listeners, we will get onto today's <laughs> subject in a moment. But I'm I'm really intrigued by that because I would say there is a difference between belief and knowledge. If you believe something, you are effectively taking a leap of faith. You're saying it's what I it's what I believe to be true, but you're not saying I know it to be true. That's well, a different it... thing. Knowledge, uh, almost like completely contradicts belief yeah uh, well I don't know I say well I know this to be so and I know this to be so I know this to be so Um, therefore my speculation about this unknown thing tends to weigh in favour of this belief (laughs) but it's all it's all based on it comes back to knowledge but ultimately um, ultimately yeah making a leap Hmm. Or, or in my case, not making a leap. Just saying, I don't know. Yeah, it might be a UFO. Might be, might be something more biblical or an interdimensional being or whatever. But I don't know. There's no. There's no. Yeah, I mean, the Roswell Rock is an artifact. So it's hmm. evidence of something, but we don't know what it's evidence of. No. No. Could I mean, be evidence that someone was bored one day and decided to make a thing. Could be, yeah. I mean, I've I've certainly heard pretty pretty a lot of testimony, and people testifying that they have evidence, but then saying, "Well, they can't show you this evidence for whatever reason." Well, in that case, it's just testimony, isn't it? There's no evidence. Hmm. There's nothing you can show us. Now, when you come into cases like Dave Grush, though. Uh, hmm. That's just who I was recently. thinking I of. Yeah. Thought that was where you were going with that. Yeah. Um, but he's doing it the right way because he's saying, "I believe the public should know the things that I have been shown. I believe the public should be shown them." Hmm. Here I am in Congress, pushing for that to to happen. But because 
it is currently forbidden knowledge for the public. That's why I can't tell you. He's doing it by the book. He's doing it the right way. You see, and that's that's where that's where there's for me there's a credibility gap because if you know a secret, if you're a military officer and you have access to classified information, you don't go around mm-hmm. telling people you have access to this classified information, even if you think it should be declassified, that there's a great public interest in knowing that it's declassified. You don't go telling people that you know a secret because then people will try and find out what that secret is if they think that secret's worth having. The The best way to keep a secret is for no, no one to know that you even have a secret, isn't it? Steganography, it's called. This yeah, might... This might change your entire perspective on the whole David Grush thing. Hmm. He was auth- everything he said. He was authorized to say by his superiors. Yeah, but he's saying nothing. He's, uh, it's it's uh, suspicious. Yeah, I've got this. I've but got this evidence. He I'm has not... seen evidence. Yeah, I've seen evidence. No, he's got. Not, he's I'm... seen evidence. And I've seen evidence. Interest... But I'm not allowed to show it to you. Um, and so and so told me <laughs> this. But I'm not allowed to tell you who that was or whatever. You know, it, it yep. seems it just seems really odd that you're saying you have secrets, but I can't tell you what the secret is. No one does that in any because he doesn't have clearance to share those secrets. Yeah, but if if you don't have clearance to share a secret, you don't have clearance to share the fact of the secret. That the secret that's where even he did exists. have clearance. Yeah, but why would they do that? Why would they say well, yeah? Well, you can. You can you can tell people you can tell people you've got evidence, but you can't show them the evidence. You let, can tell them you've been told this, but you're not allowed to tell them who told you that. Or let yeah, me it, answer it, that it, very question: Why would they do that if it is a controlled act of disclosure to gradually prepare the public for the knowledge? But that's it, why they would do that. But it, it doesn't take us any further does it it it, it just you know, it's just some guy it saying it. well i've seen stuff yeah, if, I, if i could show it to you you'd be really impressed it, but i can't it, show it to you so it conditions the public ready for the day when they do present the evidence well it's it a gradual con- conditioning process i don't believe that i don't believe Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we've gone right I, off topic. What, let, let's, let's visit. Let's visit this planet. And oh, here's a here's a country. It's the most powerful military power on Earth by several degrees. Um, That'd be far China, more power. Sorry, <laughs> That'd be China's China, Ch- China's <laughs> tiny compared to American military power, and I'm, their budget I'm... is tiny compared to you know, America's budget is bigger than China, Russia, and. Uh, whatever the next biggest power is all put together so let's go to earth and let's help them develop more military power let's help them develop anti-gravity tr- propulsion systems and and um anti-matter ray guns and, and you know, this well, yeah that, that's, that sounds like a good uh, a wise thing to do for I'll this warlike what, one, country that invades another one... country pretty much every year all right <laughs> well let me let me let me let let us discuss a country that cannot be argued as a major military power in the world but I'll tell you what does contain some of the loveliest people in the world is Scotland mm. Scotland <laughs> we love Let's Scotland bring this back we're we're way over time already for our preamble so 10 minutes uh, in and uh, we finally <laughs> 10 minutes in we we get to introduce the subjects great yes yeah, down so, that rabbit hole th- this yeah. is about so, um, this yeah, is about um, a supposed Alien induction 
alien abduction that occurred um, back in 1992 on mm-hmm. the A70 highway, which is the road from they were driving from Edinburgh to Tarbrax. Mm-hmm. Um, and they yep. just passed the Harpereg Reservoir at around 11:30 p.m. They were out late, weren't they? When yeah, they they yeah. had initially described some sort of object hovering above the ground, wider than the road. Um, next thing they knew, they blacked out. And then they arrived at their destination two hours late, a, a journey that should have taken half an hour so, to two and a half hours. And um, So I, f- I feel like you're skipping over a lot of details here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm giving you the gist of it. These, these guys... Um, and then, as I understand it, later, under, under hypnosis, recovered memory... They remembered being aboard this craft okay, and being there's, there's definitely examined. a lot of things being missed out here. So, um, first of all, setting the scene, Harperig Reservoir, it's mm. about 15 miles southwest of Edinburgh. Okay. Um, this is Gary Wood and Colin Wright. Uh, I yeah. believe Gary was driving, but I've not had that 100%. That's where the, the reports seem to indicate, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't say for absolute definite truth. Uh, they were delivering some satellite equipment to a friend of theirs. I mean, that is late at night to be doing that. It is very late at night. Sounds yeah. sketchy to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> casting aspersions. Um, that's, not, that's not the way I do things. But uh, it happens. And yes, they were, they were just pretty much by the reservoir mm-hmm. uh, when this... Uh, this object, this smooth, black, shiny object, as you rightly said, it's wider than the road. Now, the A70 um, yeah, uh, highway is a good description. We, we call it an A road uh, here in the UK. And it's, it's a main artery road, um, but they're also generally single carriage. They might have dual carriage sections, but the A70 is a single carriage road. Uh, so mm. when we say it's it's this object was bigger than the width of the road, um, that's bigger than two two car widths. Um, um, only slightly. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it here, the A70 near Crosswood Hill Farm, and it really is a narrow two lane tree lined road. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, it has a reputation for being a very dangerous a dangerous road. Um, many extremely dangerous sections, black spots. Um, the, the, in some places, there, there's hardly, um, there's barely a half, in, half mile stretch of the. It's called the Lang Wang between Belerno and Carnworth that has not witnessed a fatal accident over the past mm. twenty years. And yeah, if you've got a narrow road lined with trees, yeah, if you come off the road, you're going to hit one of those trees, and then you you're done. So, yes, and yeah, so people tend road. to speed on A roads. They do, especially yeah. at night. And I'm assuming they had the road to themselves. There was no one. There was no one sharing the road with them who might have seen what happened to them. It would be unlikely at that time of night, certainly. Um, mm-hmm. And the the speed limit for again for our overseas listeners um, on a road like that, if it's the national speed limit. That is 60 miles an hour on a single carriage road, 70 on a dual carriage. But amazing how many people think uh, national speed limit is just 70, regardless of how many mm. 
because it's the same around. sign, isn't it? It says that white sign with a black diagonal line means um, you know national speed limit applies. So yeah, two lane road sixty, um, dual carriageway or wider seventy. Mm. That's it. So yes, and this is they described it as a two tiered disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out in my head what that actually means. Is that two separate discs? joined together does it mean there's a wider one with a smaller disc on top a bit like the uh the flying saucers behind us it, it, look, it looks something um, like a pulley on its side or a, a, a spool that's that's but, what i'm picturing yeah okay um, almost like a, a, two, a discus and then another discus on top of it that's what i'm that that that's how i'm picturing it in my head definitely mm. um a yo-yo on its side is another yeah, a yo-yo on its yeah. side. Um, but it was smooth, black, shiny, and had no windows. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they stopped the car. They were in awe and fear. And yeah, next thing they know, they're, they're, they, they, they've blacked out. They've woken up. The contents of the car were strewn all over the road. Mm-hmm. So they put it all back in the car. They're feeling disorientated. They're feeling, I suppose, dizzy and and what have you. But they continue the rest of their journey only to arrive. They realise what would have been, should have been like half an hour after they set off was actually two hours after they set off. So they lost an hour and a half. An hour and a, 90 minutes of missing time. Okay, I mean the version a version of the story I'm reading here is to get things in their, their sort of chronological order. They initially described mm-hmm. witnessing some sort of object hovering over the road, and then mm-hmm. seemed to have black out, blacked out, and that's it. So, mm-hmm. um, doing sixty miles an hour on a notoriously dangerous road and you black out—I mean, that's pretty. Um, that's going to be pretty no. dangerous, isn't it? Um, the, the report I read is that the the craft appeared before them they stopped then they blacked out okay yeah and no other cars came along contents of the car in the road okay so on this road no other traffic passed in that hour and a half no one saw anything there's no one to bury um, this is a major road yeah but at that time of night in the 90s I wouldn't rule that out Oh, that's oh, way too long, I think, on, on a major road for there to be nothing on it. I mean, it's not like a little track, it's a major road. Well, it's. I mean, there's major and major. <laughs> it's a yeah. main road. Yeah. It's I a main road. I would describe it as a major road. It's not. Um, so, uh, what's it called? Tabraxis, I keep wanting to call it. That's not the name. Tarbrax. Tarbrax. Yes. Tarbrax. Um That's not a big place. It's not a big town by any stretch of the imagination. No. So it's like, you know, it's like being on a country country road. Yeah, but a trunk road nonetheless. Well, I've, and, I've been on e- A-roads in Wiltshire that my Land Rover can barely fit down. Yeah. And it's still mean- an A-road. <laughs> but you know, even driving the dead of night, you come across. Some, I mean, all right. I know I'm a Londoner. The idea of an empty road is is kind of hard to imagine for me. But um, yeah, that that 
they were there for just as when were I they moved there? to London um, I, I couldn't understand why people didn't go to bed why the place didn't stop at 9 o'clock mm. that, that was yeah bizarre for me so yeah let's, let's chalk that one up to different experiences okay. but um but there, yeah. there's no one that there was they haven't there doesn't seem to be any any call out call out for anyone else who might have been in the area at the time there's it doesn't say anything about that no. anywhere but i don't i don't find that unusual especially not for the 90s not not in an area like that it's not that long ago um. <laughs> Okay, well, let's just say it Move, was a completely, from that, a completely empty road where you could mm-hmm. stop a car for over an hour, an hour and a half, I'd, and be fairly confident that no one's going to come along and see what you're doing to the occupants. At, 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 that, at the early hours of the morning, absolutely. But absolutely. 11, 11, that, that is perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> I'd say, I sense your disbelief, but... I honestly think that's because, yeah, as you rightly say, you're a Londoner. Um, that in the countryside, that's that's absolutely one hundred percent reasonable. Okay, so in the days that followed, they don't know what happened. They blacked out, and that was it. In the days that followed, Gary Wood um, started feeling, started having nightmares, and feeling generally unwell, whatever that means. And so the pair reached out to an investigator called Malcolm Robinson. Ended up undergoing hypnotic regression in an just effort to, to account. Just to before you before you before you run ahead there, just to, okay. to clarify a point, it was the next day, not not a few days later. It says here the in, next in the day. Okay, it I, says in the yeah. days that followed, but then it says <laughs> I'm, later the pair reached out to investigate. So they they got I'm, into. I'm 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 telling you what happened. <laughs> okay. The next day, Gary was extremely fatigued. Hmm. Extremely fatigued, and then within a couple of days, he started having nightmares. Two separate things, but the next day he was unwell and incredibly fatigued. Hmm. Um, that didn't happen a few days later. That's that's the way that sounds. The nightmare started a few days later. Yes, but they actually okay. So that's it. That's an interesting chronology because. If they reached out the next day to Malcolm Robinson and nope. ended up undergoing hypnotic regression and then started having nightmares and feeling generally unwell, I'd worry. Nope. I'd wonder nope. what, what Malcolm Robinson was doing to him. Nope. They reached out to Malcolm Robinson. Malcolm Robinson, for our listeners, is a prominent uh, UFO investigator and, well, he's a paranormal investigator mm-hmm. uh, in Scotland. Um, yeah, quite prominent, quite well known um, at the time around that area. Uh, but yeah, I think he's become more of a UFO researcher as a result of this case uh, than anything else. But okay, it wasn't so, the next day that they contacted Malcolm. Okay, so, so let's so let's let, no, let, let's let, get let let's get the chronology because you, 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 you keep saying to me you're confusing me. I'm I'm getting, so they had this incident where they blacked out. Yep. On yep. a car, in their car, arrived at their destination two hours later. Then what happened? The next day, so yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing this means later that day because obviously they would have arrived early hours of the morning at yeah. their destination. Okay. So that day, Gary, in particular, feels incredibly fatigued. Yeah. 
days go on, like a couple of days later, Gary starts having nightmares. All right. The pair of them are kind of they're, they're kind of just keep going back to what, what happened in that last time. What happened? They 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 can't they can't just shake it off. They can't just put it out of their minds. Mm-hmm. So after some days, possibly a couple of weeks, they then reach out to Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Desperately wanting some sort of explanation so that they can they can I suppose get closure on the event. Um so they they reached out to someone who's known as a UFO investigator. He was known as a paranormal investigator at the time. Okay. So not specifically and, UFOs back then. He is now, and, but And it yeah. says they reached out to him and ultimately ended up undergoing hypnotic regression in an effort to account for the mysterious missing time. So that that doesn't suggest that Malcolm Robinson put them under hypnotic regression. That's it's not actually saying that, is it? No, I know he led the um he facilitated them being put under hypnotic regression. Okay. Um I honestly don't know if it was him or not. I know okay. he facilitated it. He, he arranged it basically. And that's um, when that's when they remembered being on the alien spacecraft and being subjected to some form of medical examination. Yes, but a very pertinent point here. They were put under hypnotic regression separately. Mm-hmm. So each was unaware of the other's hypnotic um, testimony, for want of a better word. Okay. You know, the, the, the stories that they recounted, it was done separately. It was done quite strictly in that regard. And yes, they recounted the same story up to up to the point that they themselves in this story were parted. They recounted mm-hmm. that this um, this this UFO, this UAP, shot a, a, a bright light at the vehicle. Uh, they both said about six humanoid figures. Um, Gary specifically described them as being deformed and ugly. Mm-hmm. They both described them as six humanoid figures. They both described convulsions as if they were receiving electric shocks. And at that point, they were parted from each other, and this is the point at which their stories differed from each other. But up until that point... Separately under hypnosis, they recounted the same thing. For me, that's not compelling because I, I remember the um, the recovered memory scandal where all these children under hypnosis remembered that they'd been sexually assaulted by Satanists at school. And they remembered all sorts of bizarre things. And it was all prompted by the people putting them under hypnosis who were, you know, the, they had this bee in their bonnet about satanic rituals satanic uh, well satanic sexual abuse and they they kind of made it up and put the words in the children you know hypnotize the children or put them under it put them into a suggestible state and fed them that and and people went to jail until the whole thing was yeah. kind of overturned we saw that here in Britain we saw that in Cleveland we saw that in the Orkney Islands where children were programmed to remember being sexually abused or being 
subjected to satanic rituals. And, and um, hypnosis yeah. is open to abuse. There's no question about yeah. that. But, um, but and that's why I'm not particularly convinced by the fact that they they told these same stories. Although the, although they were separate, the common denominator is the person hypnotising them, who might have had an agenda, especially given that it was someone known as a UFO investigator. No, no, who, no again, again, he wasn't a UFO investigator at the time. He was a, a paranormal, paranormal investigator. Okay, paranormal investigator. What? Have what? I, in fact, he he specifically specialised in was poltergeist activity. Okay. So I don't know if that changes your opinion of him, but if at that time he was going to plant something, that's what surely he would have the, gone the, for. That poltergeist would have been his thing at that time. Hmm. Hmm. He's only become a UFO, UFO investigator as a result of this case. This case here in this case was so compelling to him. This is the the claim he makes mm-hmm. was so compelling to him that that it's kind of. It's turned him around, and this has become his focus now. Well, in fact, the the, the whole thing was so compelling that the, the Ministry of Defence took it seriously. Um, they had been getting more freedom of information requests about UFOs than than any yep. other subject. Um, they they actually looked into this. It, it was declassified only only a few years later, wasn't it? Um, uh. It was under a raft of a huge amount of uh, cases mm. that were declassified. Yes, this was this was one of many cl- cases, but and of course, certainly the most compelling. At the yeah. Um, yeah. There is also some physical evidence on the car of of something occurring, um, where there was a white crystallization uh, around the car that kept appearing. For several weeks afterwards, mm. like salt. No, I've I've lived on the coast. Well, uh, yeah, I've I've lived uh, when I was in Cornwall. I mm. was right by the coast, and we used to get that on the car, and it was salt. But the thing is, where this happened, this is nowhere near the coast. This is a long way from the coast. Miles. Hmm. But yes, it, as soon as I heard the white crystallisation, the description of it, that sounded very much like salt to me. Yeah. I mean, have That's we come across I'm this before? Where, where, where there's been a UFO and then suddenly people notice salt all over their car? No, not specifically, no. no and it was that's... August time, wasn't it? So they, they wouldn't have been salting the roads, even in Scotland, um, for as anti-ice. I wouldn't want to rule that out completely. Okay, because it does get very, very cold up there. But August. You've been to Edinburgh. Yeah, I've been to Edinburgh. I mean, yeah, it was a bit cold, but it wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't ice on the roads in August. But out in the in the mountains, in the countryside, it could well be. Possibly. Okay. Mm. It's it's very elevated, and yeah. So how high were they when when this was it? I, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. I'm I, just I, saying that I wouldn't rule it out. I, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not suggesting. Oh, it's definitely salt. I'm just saying I, I wouldn't rule out them salting the road around then. I, I mean, it it says this this um, 
much of the road is over elevated, over over elevated desolate moorland, and mm. ascends several times on its course to heights over a thousand feet above sea level. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if it was salt from the road that that had been like kicked up and and coated the car, then you wash the vehicle off, it doesn't come back again. But that's what kept happening for several weeks. This white crystallization kept reappearing. Okay, so so this road actually it looks like it goes. It's, am I reading it right that it, it's going from Edinburgh on near yep. the east coast of Scotland, and then it yep. goes southwest or more west than south, um, yeah, across the country to the opposite to the to the west coast. Uh, ultimately to the west coast, yes, but they, where this happened was only about 15 miles southwest of Edinburgh. Okay, so they would have been well inland and yeah. at an elevation. But as you say, they, yeah. could have put, they could have salted the roads even in August. It gets very cold in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Really cold. But that, in those desolate they, Then they areas, wouldn't have yeah. remarked on it, would they? they? They would have said, well, yeah, this is just road salt. This is just grit. Yeah. That they put down yeah. for ice, and it, it wouldn't have kept coming back. No, hmm. no, unless they, they'd taken a trip to the seaside. I thought, oh, there's that salt again. Now, just to um, sort of uh, to 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 round off the story that was recounted under hypnosis, and I, I fully appreciate it's not the most perfect hmm. uh, method of recovering information. Um, so Colin uh, said that he w- he was stripped off and given a thorough invest um, examination. Anal that, probe? Are uh, we talking anal probe? He didn't say that. No, okay. he didn't say that. Um, that there was some triangular device with two red lights that appeared to scan him. Mm. Um, they put a a red light into his eye which felt like he was having a like red hot poker shoved in it mm. um gary on the other hand said that he was examined all over by something he described as a black lens and that he saw around 20 to 30 beings um mm. and they kept using the word sanctuary to him and didn't they say something about um, how humankind's potential had been capped? Not humankind's. Um, this is a really unusual statement. They said that in many ways humans were more advanced than them, mm-hmm. but that their potential had been capped. Okay, so not saying that they capped it, that our potential yeah. had been capped. That their potential had been capped. Okay, so that's not how I understood it. They said that humans were more advanced than them in many ways, but that their potential has been capped. That that their potential, not ours, theirs. That's not. That, this is ambiguous. It's saying humans are more advanced than them in many ways, but their potential had been capped. So I'm. I think they're still talking about the humans have been capped. Human potential. I think they were talking about themselves. That would explain why humans are more advanced. And when we say advanced, we're not talking technologically, we're talking physically. 
No, but then they would have said humans were more advanced than them in many ways because their potential had been capped. But they're not saying they're the same, but that their potential had been capped. So, yeah, human potential has been capped. Therefore, we're going to overtake you in those areas where we haven't quite met. Say, if human potential had been capped, we'd be less advanced. No, uh, yeah. No, I'm saying human human potential has been capped. <laughs> it's open to so, debate and discussion. Yeah, so it's it's very it's ambiguous. It's badly yeah. written, and it's mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm definitely reading the saying human potential has been capped because uh, it made me think of what some scientists have called the filter that um, civilizations can't get more advanced than we are now because they they, they will destroy themselves. That their technology will overtake their wisdom and we will destroy ourselves either, as Noam Chomsky says, either slowly through um, not not caring for our environment, but, but catastrophic climate change caused by our activity, or we'll do it quickly in a nuclear war. But either way, you know, we're, we're heading for catastrophe, and that's why civilizations that's the filter that civilizations have got to get through I, in order I, to become more advanced. I've heard similar. When it comes to evolution, I've heard a, a more positive take on to why um, we are at the peak of evolution is because when it comes to survival of the fittest, now we're using technology to overcome those obstacles. Whereas in historically, we'd have had to have evolved to overcome them. Now but we're we, just using technology. But we only really evolve... To, to meet a changing situation. I mean, I've speculated mm-hmm. the Dutch are supposedly the tallest people on the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's a low-lying country that in time come past was, down, was yes, regularly flooded. So, you know, being a bit whimsical here, but you can suggest, well, maybe it was only the taller people who could keep their heads above water <laughs> who lived to reproduce and would produce tall children. The yeah, same genes that quite possibly, you know, if there if there's a yeah you know, it's it's yeah you know, who who can adapt isn't it to a to a situation but yeah take your point that yeah if we're just going to use more like a healthy lifestyle I would say yeah I mean what we're in danger of doing now is making ourselves redundant replacing ourselves with technology that will be owned by a few very wealthy individuals who will have no need of any of us that's it anyway we've got off topic. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to ask you the usual question. Um, Gary and Colin, do you think they were telling the truth? Um, I th- No. I don't think they were telling the truth. I'm not sure that it's even that they even think it's the truth. I mean, they haven't changed their story in all these years. Nope. Something happened to them. Um, the MOD took an interest in it, but I'm not. I'm not convinced that you know they they had the, this whole recovered memory thing is such a, a minefield for me, and you know, when we put someone into a suggestible state and then you suggest things to them, I think that's especially people who might have an agenda, like mm. the the you know, the evangelical fund or fundamentalist Christians who had an an agenda about Satan and wanted to mm. get rid of a few progressive teachers. Um, yeah. I think I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's some uh, something like that has gone on. We're, we're not getting the the whole story here. Well, this is one of those occasions when we're on completely opposite ends of the fence because hmm. I believe 
what they said and, and to bring this full circle that doesn't mean to say I know they're telling the truth no. I believe they're telling the truth though. because as with <laughs> as with so many well as with with all of our UFO encounters all we have is testimony and very little yep. evidence that's it so. that's it but do, do you know what I really want to hear what do you want to hear from our listeners maybe what our listeners believe about this case and of course all the cases uh, so listeners if you can write in and tell us what you think about Colin and Gary's story is there truth to it is there not especially if let us know either either oh. Gary or Colin or Malcolm Robinson are listening in yeah we'd love to hear from <laughs> you too absolutely absolutely so you can email us aliensexplored.gmail.com you can find us on facebook twitter and youtube and if you can give us a cheeky like and subscribe over at youtube we'd really appreciate that you can find us by searching for aliens explored all the links are in the description below and of course if you're one of our patreon subscribers you get exclusive access to our discord server as well for the minor amount of two british pounds a month you can't so afford can't not to can that. you it's, it's a giveaway <laughs> you were about to say you can't <laughs> afford that <laughs> you can't afford not to absolutely <sighs> join us next time oh it's a halloween special coming up okay <laughs> so we're going to be discussing and very relevant to this topic today Mm-hmm. Alien abductophobia. That Alien... condition. Alien abductophobia. Alien abductophobia. What do you think that might be the fear of, Neil? Um, being abducted by aliens. Bang on the money. We'll be discussing <laughs> that as our Halloween special this year, so don't uh, miss that. Look forward to that. Indeed. In the meantime, keep watching out for black, shiny, windowless, two-tiered flying discs wherever you are in the world, Scotland or otherwise. And yeah, just generally, keep watching the skies. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.